welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 98 of Dunn and Drew. I am your host, Eric Dunn, and as you may or may not know, Drew is off the grid on a cruise for the next week, so it's just me for one episode, man. Let's hope his cruise makes it back. <laughs> the ocean's very, very big, man. You can get lost a little easily. I've got a lot of football to talk about today. I'm really, really pissed, man. So I can't wait to vent to you for 45 to 90 minutes or however long this shit takes me, man. Sit back, enjoy the show, because it's going to be a biased ride. I don't know why I'm talking in a Jamaican accent. Drew's not even going to Jamaica, man. <laughs> Cue the intro music. What up, 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 my niggas? It's your boy, Eric Dunn, and I'm here by myself today. I'm kind of hype. Honestly, I'm actually really hype because um, I don't know why I'm hype. Drew's the one that wanted to start this podcast, but it's, it's nice to be free, say whatever the hell I want. Uh, he's going to listen to it on his own time. <clears throat> it's just great. Um, if you've been uh, listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I used to do the intros. And then Drew would come in like Chris Collinsworth. But I like the reverse role that we have now. I like him doing the intro now. And I like sliding in like I'm on the NBC um, <clears throat> Sunday Night Football broadcast. I've got a lot to bitch about today. Uh, as you know, <laughs> the loyal listeners know, all I do is bitch. Because um, sports is my number one passion. And um, all my teams did fucking shitty this weekend. Uh, Jags, <laughs> don't even get me started with them. We'll get to them later. Penn State, come, come on, Penn State. This is some bullshit. Oh, my God. Let me, okay, let me just start off with the damn L of the week, okay? I've been holding in this aggression since, I believe, Saturday night after the Penn State loss. I've been wanting to talk about <clears throat> this college football weekend, which was the best college football weekend to date so far. I've been wanting to talk about this shit since Saturday. So now is finally my opportunity. So let me just get the L out of the week out of the way, and then we can move on to college football. So the L of the week, if you guys look at my Twitter bio and look at my location, it says taking L's. And why did I change it to taking L's? Because that's all I fucking do. All I do is take fucking L's, not just in sports, but in life. And you could be like, oh, yeah, Eric, I, I take L's. No, the fuck you don't. I take L's consistently. And I'm giving myself the L of the week because <sighs> I was talking shit to Scooter Magruder. If you don't know who Scooter Magruder is, he's a comedian. He does reaction videos to college football games and for the Cowboys. And the Jags were playing the Cowboys this week. And he's a UF fan. And UF had just beaten LSU last week. Big game. You knock off LSU, it's huge if you're Florida. 
Florida only has to beat Alabama, I believe, in, in or Georgia. I think it's Georgia. Yeah, UF has to beat Georgia, and they went out, and then they're, at, they're in the SEC championship. So I'm giving them shit because that's what I do. I give people shit when their teams are playing like ass. That's why I know how to take it because I'm used to dishing it, <laughs> unless we're talking about sex because I don't do that. Anyway, Florida was down 21-3 to at one point to Vanderbilt. Now, if you know anything about Vanderbilt, then the only fact you know is that Skip Bayless is a fan. Other than that, who the fuck knows anything about Vanderbilt? So I tweeted Scooter Magruder. I said, yo, going to be a rough weekend for you because they were down 21 to three and the Jags played the Cowboys this week. So obviously I'm assuming that the Jags are going to win. After I tweeted that, the Gators managed to come from behind, win the game, then Penn State lost their game and you fast forward to Sunday and the Jags lose to Cowboys 40 to 7. Now how does that L not top anything else that happened from this weekend? Granted, you wouldn't know about this if I didn't tell you, but that's why I'm here telling you. Find me an L from this weekend that tops that. It might not be on your your relevancy meter, but for me it is because I'm so passionate about sports. So that completely backfired. Not only did UF win, so I didn't get to talk shit. Penn State lost, gets kicked out of the college football playoff, and the Jags are out here getting annihilated by Dak Prescott and his team of misfit wide receivers. So of course I'm pissed. That's why I tweeted the other night, I gotta find a new hobby. Now that that's out of the way, I get to talk about college football and I'm happy I get to do so because Drew never lets me get in all I would like to say when he knows it's a lot better than the NFL games and I don't know why he doesn't take the time to watch them. I think it's because he's at work. So I'm going to take this advantageous opportunity to be completely biased, talk my shit about the teams that lost, including mine, and if you get offended, that's okay. You can talk shit back to me because my team got kicked out of the college football playoff. All right, we'll get this first game out of the way. Nebraska 0-6 for the first time in school history. The reason I bring Nebraska up a lot is because, as you know, Scott Frost went undefeated with UCF. They claim themselves as national national champions. He goes over to Nebraska. We think Nebraska is going to be competitive in the Big Ten. These guys are 0-6. They have a freshman quarterback. Nebraska was up. 31-21 with 5.41 left in the fourth quarter. Northwestern drives it down 94 yards in seven plays. That'd be nice to see for your team. They tie it up and go to overtime. Nebraska gets the ball first, throws an interception on fourth down, kick the field goal, and Northwestern wins on their possession. Yikes. You should have stayed at UCF, Scott Frost. They're doing just fine, and we'll get into the rankings later. Ohio State struggled a little bit against Minnesota. I was rooting for the Golden Gophers. Obviously, I'm a Penn State fan. Um, I did not see the L coming for Penn State. So, obviously, I was like, damn, Minnesota beats Ohio State. This is going to be great for us. But it didn't happen. Ohio State's rolling. They moved up to number two. Fuck the Buckeyes. Uh, The Florida Gators, I mentioned earlier, they were down 21-3 at one point. They came back, steamrolled Vandy later in the game. They ended up winning 37-27. And they moved up in the polls. 
it's salty seeing your team lose on the last drive of the game. The last defensive drive of the game. Same team that knocked you out of the college football playoffs last year. Not Ohio State, Michigan State. Why do I keep coming back? Why I'm pissed. Why I keep bringing up Penn State. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I keep bringing up Penn State. I'm, I'm sorry. I won't do it anymore after this episode. But this is the episode where Penn State got kicked out of college football playoffs. So it's heavy on my mind. And I got I to gotta release this energy. Because if I don't, I'm going to be saying it on every episode. But if I get it all out on this solo one, then y'all be good. Y'all won't hear about the Nittany Lions any fucking more. Um, UCF played Memphis. They went down 20-7 to at one point. So I was like, oh, UCF ain't shit. Oh, I, keep, I stay talking shit when teams are down. Um, they came back, obviously, because if UCF lost, it would have been all over the news and you would have heard it all on Twitter. Uh, UCF won 31-30. to There was drama late, though, because Memphis was driving with 28 seconds left. They had just gotten a first down. And this, this is to get in field goal range. Kick a game-winning field goal. Memphis beating UCF, number 10. And Memphis got a first down. They go to run a play. And I want to say they were at the like the 40-yard line on UCF's 40. And the offensive lineman gets a false start penalty. So they get a 10-second runoff. Memphis had no timeouts. So the clock's running, clock's running. They line back up. On the next play... There's like seven seconds now. On the next play, quarterback throws it inbounds. Guy catches it, gets tackled. The time runs out, game over. That was the shittiest ending to a game I may have ever seen. It wasn't even exciting like the like the Bucks falcons ending was. I just looked at that game after Memphis did that, and I was like, really? You couldn't even tease us for a Memphis upset? You couldn't tease us. You, you threw that dumbass play down the middle of the field with no timeout, seven seconds. What the hell kind of decision was that? You don't even think to throw it to the end zone? You didn't look at the clock, seven seconds? Oh, we got to throw this to the end zone. We're not even going to get in field goal range. We might as well throw up a prayer. You throw it to the middle of the field. Behind the first down marker. I don't I don't understand. UCF wins. Um, people are saying UCF doesn't have a, doesn't have a good schedule. And compared to other teams, they don't. But they still play Cincinnati and UCF. Those are their last two games. You may be like, okay, who are they? And I'd be like, you're right. Who are they? But they are undefeated. They're both undefeated. You may be like, their schedule's weak too. But you, at some point, you can't keep using that as an excuse. Like, oh, UCF doesn't play anybody. Um, UCF, USF, and Cincinnati may be undefeated, but they're in a they're in a weak ass conference. Um. You guys are on the sideline, I don't know if you know this, but it's pretty fucking hard to win 18 straight games in any sport. I don't care what your schedule is. Unless you're Bama because they have top-tier talent. But UCF, they, they're UCF. They almost lost to Memphis. Give them credit for winning these games. It's 18 straight. I, I know I used to talk shit about them, but like that's what I do. When my team plays other teams, I talk shit. But if UCF beats Cincinnati and USF, barring that those two teams stay undefeated, which they won't, one of them will have a loss because Cincinnati and USF got to play each other later in the year. But if UCF beats those two teams, goes undefeated, wins conference, and shit happens at the top of the board, why not throw UCF in there? Throw UCF at four. Let's see what happens. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. What do you want to see? Bama, Clemson, Ohio State? You want to see that? 
No, you don't want to see that. We've seen that the past three fucking years. All right, there were some top 25 teams that went down this weekend, which is weird that Drew Drew chose the weekend. I mean, like he didn't know, but it's still funny that the weekend he goes on a cruise, four top 10 teams lose, and drama in the top 25 poll ensues. So let's get started with Tennessee beating Auburn 30-24 to on the road. For their first conference win since 2016, a stretch that lasted 11 games, I had no idea. It either wasn't talked about. I feel like it wasn't talked about much because Tennessee hasn't really been relevant in a while. Or I haven't or I haven't been paying attention, which means I got to do my job. If I'm a fucking sports podcaster, I got to know my history. But I had no idea that Tennessee hadn't won a conference game in 11 games. But the only thing that this game proved to me is that Auburn ain't shit anymore. And um, that's that. LSU smacked Georgia 36-16. to And I really wanted this game to happen because fuck Georgia. I need to see some new teams in the top five. And we got them now. LSU's in the top five. LSU has a win now against Miami. And remember, when LSU played Miami, Miami was like top ten or some shit. Same with Auburn. LSU beat Auburn. I think Auburn was like eight. Um, Auburn's shitty now. But at the time, Auburn was top 10. LSU lost to UF, which is fine. That's fine. UF has only one loss to Kentucky. Um, I thought UF was going to be exposed by by Vandy, but it doesn't matter. LSU just beat the second-ranked Georgia. They beat top 10 Miami. They beat top 10 Auburn. They have Mississippi State next who is ranked, let me check real quick, Mississippi State is ranked 22nd, LSU gets to host them, and then after that game, LSU gets to host Alabama, and then they have Texas A&M on the road, this is a brutal ass schedule, LSU fans, I feel for, that's why I'm pulling for you guys so hard, you guys have a hard ass schedule, and you're out here smacking motherfuckers, on the road, at home, it doesn't matter. But you know damn well if you don't beat that Bama team, you're not getting in the college football play. LSU has to win out to make the college football play. I don't care if you have one of the hard, if not the hardest schedule in college football. If you guys don't win out, you aren't making the college football playoffs. There's only four teams that can make it. Why would LSU, why would they want to put LSU in? Just if you had two losses, you lost to Bama and Florida. Let's say Florida wins out and loses the SEC championship to Bama. Why wouldn't Florida get the nod? They would if there were more teams, but there's only four. I know it sucks, but that's the rule. There's so many college football teams, you can't have a shit ton in the college football play. That's just not how it works. And we don't need an expanded college football play because Bama... Have you guys watched highlights? I don't watch the Bama games because why? But have you watched highlights of this team? It's like every time they score, it's an 80-yard touchdown. How is no one stopping this? How is zero teams? Is it because Alabama has played nobody? That might be an argument. But what what is the problem? Why can't anybody stop this team? That's why I'm excited for LSU versus Alabama. Alabama has to go to extremely hostile territory in Death Valley. And if Alabama wins that game, it's a motherfucking rap. Who's Alabama going to lose to? 
if they beat LSU, who's Alabama to lose? They can lose to Florida in the SEC. I think not. So I'm I'm excited for that game. It's going to be the best game of the season, not Ohio State Michigan, because though I think Ohio State is two now and Michigan is six. As much as we'd love Michigan, I bet the world would love Michigan to beat Ohio State. Michigan has to go through Michigan State still, who's on a horrible team, and that's a big rivalry. They'll come play hard. They got to play Penn State. You can't fucking say Penn State's trash. They lost to Ohio State by one point again, I believe. I watched the game. I don't remember the score. Um, Lost to Michigan State. Michigan State may have lost to Northwestern, but like Penn State's a great team. Michigan State's a good team. Michigan got a while to go before they get Ohio State. So I think Michigan's not going to be top. Mm, I don't think Michigan's going to be ranked. Let's say they won't be ranked six. They're not going to be ranked six when they play Ohio State. So LSU-Bama is going to be the game of the year. Let me get off the SEC now. West Virginia. Whew, Will Greer and company had to have seen this coming with that trash-ass defense that West Virginia had. They lost to... Iowa State, 30-14. to 40. Iowa State. But shout out to Iowa State. I saw them in black jerseys. I'm like, when did they get black jerseys? I'm used to seeing them in the red and yellow looking like ketchup and mustard packets. But they were in the black jerseys looking fresh to play West Virginia. And they handled business. They handled business. Uh, we can stop talking about Will Greer now. <laughs> we can stop talking about West Virginia. Didn't, didn't really like them. Didn't really like them. Didn't can't see West Virginia in a college football playoff. Um, I got to apologize for this game. I picked Wisconsin to beat Michigan, but Michigan steamrolled their ass 38 to 13. And that somehow made pollers jump Michigan up six spots. But I mean, like I said, there were a lot of top teams who lost. So Wisconsin stays getting exposed. Michigan still has to prove themselves as does UCF. And, We'll see what happens. Um, Oregon. Oregon out here, man. Oregon Ducks are out here. They go out here and they beat number seven Washington 30-27 to in overtime. And this game pissed me off the most. Because Washington was ranked one spot higher than Penn State. And we lose to bum-ass Michigan State 21-17. First off, if you didn't watch the Penn State-Michigan State game, let me tell you how this game ended. Penn State is up, and this dumbass nigga, Trace McSorley, they needed a first down. They might have won if they got a first down. They probably would have won if they got a first down. Um, Michigan State had one timeout. McSorley, it's a third down. They run it. There's no pass open, so he runs. He takes off towards the sideline. And he runs out of bounds. He runs out of bounds. Clock stops. Michigan State has one timeout. It's fourth down now. We punt it. We need one defensive stop. One defensive stop. They had 14 points. One defensive stop. I'll take a field goal. I'll go to overtime. Let us fight our battle. I'll go to overtime because we weren't able to score. I'll take OT. Let's battle it out on OT. If we lose an OT, we deserve the shit. But we didn't even go to OT. We need one defensive stop, and we give up a long pass touchdown. The defender 
was lost from the jump on that route. It went to granted, it went to the Michigan State's best receiver, but there was not even opportunity to defend the ball. He got beat. He ran way past the defender. He got pushed. It wasn't pass interference, but he got like he just got bodied. Little ass corner got bodied. Why the fuck can't Penn State hold a lead in a game? Ohio State, Michigan State, it doesn't even matter now. I I gotta watch Penn State in another meaningless bowl game. I fucking hate bowl games. I mean, it's it's good leisure, but fuck bowl games. I said it last year on this podcast. I was like, I, I remember I made fun of Andy for not watching all the bowl games, and then I was like, yeah, I ain't watch all these shits either. Because sometimes we get bowl games like Troy versus New Mexico State. Yay. Liberty Bowl. Come on. It's good leisure football, but it's so meaningless. It's just a money grab. It's just a money grab. So if your team's not in the college football playoffs, the shit don't even matter. And that's why I'm so heated because four top 10 teams lost. It could have been three. So three top, three other top 10 teams lost. Penn State would have, Penn State would have been right there. They would have had a chance still. Even with one loss, they would have, a, they would have had a chance still. And now we're done. We're done for. We dropped all the way to 18. And I'm going to miss being in single digit rankings. I'm going to miss it. Sorry, I'm like burping and fucking stomach growling and shit. I just got out the shower. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. It's 11 a.m. in the morning. I'm recording this on Monday. I don't know when I'm posting this, but it's Monday morning, 11 a.m. right now. You're probably at work. I'm in my room recording this podcast. But let's talk about the top 25 real quick. How it shifted. Who I think is going to prevail next week. We won't get into all that. This is the longest I've ever talked about college football, man. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, we got Alabama at the top. Ohio State jumped up to number two because of the Georgia loss. Clemson jumped up. Northwestern, I mean, Northwestern. Northwestern. Imagine Northwestern was ranked four. Michael Wilbon would be lit. Cassidy Hubbard, too. I think she went there. Um, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU. Top five. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU. I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. People like LSU should be above Notre Dame. Why? LSU still has, like I mentioned, LSU still has to play Alabama. They got to play Texas A&M. They got to play Mississippi State. So if LSU really deserves top four, they will be there because they have the schedule to put them up there. So relax. It's week eight, and there's a lot of football left to play. People think Clemson shouldn't be in the top the top five at all. They don't think Clemson deserves that shit. Um, but Clemson plays an undefeated NC State next week. NC State's ranked 16th. They're 5-0. and So if Clemson wins that one, what's your argument? What's your argument, Clemson haters? I'm just trying to bring some sense to this poll. Texas is 7th, deservingly. They, they moved up two spots. Georgia dropped 6. They're down to 8. Here's the problem I have with it. This is like the only problem I have with this top 25 poll. The rest is fine. But how... How are you going to move Oklahoma up two spots above UCF? So Oklahoma jumped UCF in the polls. UCF was 10 last week. They're 10 this week. Oklahoma was 11 last week. They're 9 this week. Oklahoma had a bye week. Why does Oklahoma get to jump UCF after not playing a game? I need the committee explanation for that one because that doesn't make any sense. 
This is what I'm talking about when they say they're hoeing UCF. Like, UCF's been slowly creeping up in the polls all season, all season. When they finally get to top 10, committee's like, woohoo, stop right there. UCF is getting 10 and nothing more. But let's say UCF beats Cincinnati and USF. Are they gonna are they gonna jump teams? UCF has no losses. Oklahoma has one loss. Georgia, one loss. I didn't think they were gonna imagine imagine they put Georgia below UCF. You know how many people would be screaming? They weren't gonna do that. But I'm saying, when is UCF gonna get some credit? I know they almost lost to Memphis, but almost shouldn't be a factor in determining a poll. A W is a W. But they like to shift teams based on how close the score is with with weaker opponents. And I think that's weird. And people like to use that as an argument. Like, you guys barely beat, you barely beat, blah, blah, blah. Like, people are like, Penn State went to OT versus App State. Who won? Okay? Who the fuck won? All that matters is the end result. So quit using that as an argument. A W is a W. Florida was down 21-3 to Vanderbilt, and they won the game. They moved up three spots. It's, you win, you move up. All right? Deal with it. That's the only problem. Penn State dropped the, the furthest of all the teams, obviously. They lost to an unranked team. And that win by Michigan State put them up in the top 24. So college game day next week is going to be at Pullman, Washington State versus Oregon. People were mad that they weren't going to Clemson for the Clemson-NC State game. And I don't know if you guys know this, but college game day doesn't go to the best game of the week. They go to the best atmosphere or something that has tradition or has the best story. That's how college game day is decided. And they have never been to Washington State. And Washington State and Oregon are Pac-12 rivals. They are both 5-1, and one, both ranked. So I think it's going to be a good atmosphere. I just don't agree with them going there because we've already seen Oregon on college game day this season, but they were in Eugene. So, But I really just want them to go to Alabama LSU. That's going to be the best college game day. But I know they hate going to Alabama, but we'll see what happens. So that's college football wrap-up. Um, I'm pissed you guys won't hear anything more from me about Penn State for the rest of this season. Um, I'm just going to solely analyze college football games for what they are and talk my shit and give predictions much like I do with the NBA. So um, that's that. Let's move on to the NFL, man. The NFL actually had some good games this weekend, and that's rare because I've been bored watching the NFL, except for like maybe two or three games. Here's our updated record. Here's the updated Dunn and Drew record. I'm 56, 33, and 2. And Drew is only four games behind me now at 52, 37, and 2. So let's get into who we picked, who won, why they won, what the hell's going on in the NFL, this unpredictable-ass season, this unexplainable. This season is... I don't know. This season... You guys have to agree with me. This season has been a roller coaster ride, no matter who your team is. Like we don't, we can't, we can't understand any of the results that happen. We can't predict the games that happen. Some of the games have been predictable. Some have been like, how did they win? And like I said in the past episode, I like this type of NFL. I like the unpredictability. It's like college, and I hope we get more of it throughout the rest of the year. 
Um, so let's start with Eagles Giants. Thursday night game. Drew and I both picked the Eagles. The Eagles won. Not going to get too much into that game. Uh, we don't get too much into the boring NFL games because they're not fun to talk about. The Bucks went to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons were a three-point favorite, and they won 34-29. We both picked the Falcons. What an awful defense by both of these teams. This shit was – it was fun to watch because I'm used to college and them running up the score and shit. But the defense was horrible. Like, they made Matt Ryan look like a god. I mean, he is a god, but the Bucks made him look like, I don't know, who's the best quarterback of all time. I'm not saying Tom Brady, but they made Matt Ryan look like the best quarterback of all time. See, this is the bias podcast, so I can say Tom Brady not the best, the best quarterback of all time. Ain't no credibility needed on this show. We ain't getting paid for credibility. We not getting paid at all. <laughs> we just here for opinions. But the Bucks almost won this game on some fluke backward ass toss shit. The Bucks were driving down the field on that trash Falcons defense. Granted, they have some injuries, but I mean that defense has been getting torn the fuck up all year. But this game ended. Jameis Winston, I, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to I watched it. Did he run it? I think he did. I think Jameis Winston scrambled. He tossed the ball back to Mike Evans. Evans didn't catch it. It hit the damn ground. Evans picked it up. Then Evans was about to get tackled. They're on like, I think they're on like the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yard line or some shit. They were close. Mike Evans tosses it back. It hits the ground. Deshaun Jackson is there. It rolls right the fuck by him. He missed it. He like, he, it was a, it was an awkward bounce off the ground. So I give him that. But had Deshaun Jackson picked that ball up, he had five yards to the end zone for a touchdown on some miracle shit. And Falcons would have been one in five. Falcons would have been one in five off some miracle dumb shit. (laughs) Y'all got to go watch that game. And it was a crazy ass finish. And another stat from this game, Julio Jones has 707 yards for the season now, still no touchdowns, and we're all confused. I saw a tweet from Schefter this morning. He said, Julio Jones is the first, wait, no, no. He said, 707 receiving yards is the most from any NFL wide receiver through six games in NFL history. Julio on pace for a 2,000-yard season, no touchdowns. And I watched a lot of this game. I saw Julio Jones wide open on a lot of plays. He was close to the end zone on a lot of plays. He just, why is he so anti-touchdown? I don't understand. I have, I don't understand. I don't understand. But Steelers at Bengals. Bengals were favored by one point. Steelers won this one 28-21. Drew and I both picked the Bengals because they were 4-1 and one and we didn't think the Steelers would win. That's why. Um, but just when it looked like the Bengals were going to win after taking the lead with a minute 18 left to play, the Steelers drive down the field and A.B. said, fuck a game-winning field goal. We score in six. Scored a touchdown with 10 seconds left. Hit the burn, Caught the ball. Hit the burners for like 30 yards. Said game And just when the Bengals thought that they were going to end their losing streak against the Steelers, Steelers said, go out! And the winning streak's now up to seven. Seven in a row. And I think the Steelers, uh, have they found their mojo? 
I know it took a it took a game winning touchdown, but like that's the kind of effort you need to win games sometimes. It takes that. It takes that A B touchdown to win game. You're not gonna blow out teams every week. But have the Steelers found their mojo? James Connor? James Connor came out of nowhere. Who the fuck is James Connor? That man was eating all game. What do you have like three touchdowns? He should have had three touchdowns. Okay, that A-B touchdown was the gods giving the Steelers something because they did take away that touchdown from James Conner in the end zone. That ball crossed the plane. Referees love doing this to the Steelers. They did in the playoffs last year in the Jesse James touchdown. James Conner is a freaking animal. Now that I think about it, James Conner is a beast. And the Steelers should have won this game. So now it makes sense. I forgot about that James Conner touchdown that they took away. But Steelers, we didn't pick them. Bengals lost. Seven straight L's to the Steelers. Chargers at Browns. The spread was even on this one. Drew and I both picked the Chargers, and they won 38-14. Melvin Gordon is a beast. Seahawks, they went to loss. No, they didn't. They went to Oakland. Bum-ass Raiders. Drew picked the Raiders for some reason. He said he was drunk, so I'll give him that excuse. I picked the Seahawks. The Seahawks destroyed the Raiders 27-3. John Gruden, 10 years, $100 million, not looking like the smartest investment from the front office there, boy. But it's, it's I guess it's rebuild season. They're rebuilding for the Vegas team. Who knows? But they didn't even score a touchdown. They scored three points. I don't, I don't, see, I don't see any team that the Raiders going against. Why would I pick the Raiders? What's going to make me be like, okay, Raiders are going to win this game. Remember when Raiders were a force? A force to be had, and now they're one in five. Who did the Raiders beat? I'm looking this up right now. Raiders schedule. Sorry if I'm breathing heavy into the mic. I talk fast and I run out of breath. There go my stomach again while I'm hungry. Raiders. Oh, they beat the Browns, bro. Raiders beat the Browns. You guys remember that game, 45-42. The game where the Browns got hoed on so many calls. Wow. Raiders should be 0-6. Raiders should be 0-6. Imagine. Imagine when John Gruden got hired by the Raiders. You're watching the press conference. And you're like, Raiders, they're going to start 0-6. And you're serious. No one said that. Who said that? Who said Raiders are going to start 0-6, 1-5, pick one? They should be 0-6, but they're 1-5. Who would have said that? That is crazy to me. John Gruden, QB guru, John Gruden's QB camp, 1-5 with the Raiders. And you can't say he doesn't have talent. Derek Carr was once good. Was Weren't the Raiders in the playoffs? And Derek Carr hurt his leg, and we were like, oh, damn, they needed him to win in the playoffs. Like, they were a heavy favorite in the playoffs at one point. Marshawn Lynch, not no scrub. Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson, why can't you score? And I I saw a tweet from Jay Glazer that the, the Raiders are trying to trade Amari Cooper now. The hell's going on in Oakland? They're trying to move to Vegas, man. They're trying to move to Vegas. The Bears went to Miami to get out of the cold to take on the Dolphins. I picked the Bears, and Drew took the Dolphins. And the Dolphins won 31-28, another 
good-ass game. If you guys didn't see this, watch the highlights. But I have no sympathy for the Chicago Bears in this one. Why? Because a backup quarterback, Brock Osweiler, is not supposed to come in for Tannehill and toss it all over your supposedly top three defense. Brock Osweiler threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns, and some corny people were saying, it's Brocktober. <laughs> it's Brocktober. And niggas were saying that jokingly. They're just trying to give a nickname for Brock Osweiler starting a game. It's Brocktober. Brock Osweiler's in. It's Brocktober. Shut the fuck up. It's not Brocktober. The best part of this game was Kenyon Drake fumbling at the goal line in overtime. He fumbled at the goal line to win the game. The Bears recover. And when the Bears start their drive, they drive down the field, kind of. They got stopped. They had to kick a field goal. And it was a, a long-ass field goal. It was a 50, I think it was a 54-yard field goal the Bears had to win, had to make to win. Robbie Gold, I think that's their kicker. Damn. Is that their kicker? If Robbie Gold's not their kicker, I am fucking old school as hell. Bears kicker. It is. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, no, it's not. It's Cody Parkey. Parkey. Robbie Gold would have made it. Cody Parkey. Bears kicker Cody Parkey on OT missed. I just didn't kick it straight enough. Duh. <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't kick it straight enough. No shit. Who who interviews kickers? I, uh, there's nothing to interview a kicker about. So, Cody Parkey, I, uh, what do you have to say about that last miss that would have won you the game against the Dolph? I just didn't kick it straight. No shit. No shit. No shit you didn't kick it straight. That's why you missed. Jesus Christ. This, there's no analysis there. You just missed it. There go my stomach again. So the Bears missed their field goal to win. And I have no sympathy for a missed field goal in the NFL. After um, Graham Gano, please tell me that's a Panthers kicker. Why am I fucking everybody's kicker up? Gano kicks like a 63-yarder to beat the Giants last week. Matt Bryant made like a 57-yarder against the Bucks. I got no sympathy for a missed kick. If it's under, if it's like... Okay, the max distance for me for a kick where I'm going to be like, man, he ain't making this. 56 is my is my cutoff. 56 and under, you better make the shit. <laughs> if we're kicking a game-winning field goal, you better make the shit if it's 56 and under. No sympathy for the Bears. Not just for the missed kick. Not just for the great fumble that they caused and the missed kick, but because Brock Osweiler started. What are you doing, Bears? Khalil Mack, you couldn't get to him? Dolphins O-line nice? Dolphins, give your O-line to the Jags. Please. But the Dolphins got the ball back, obviously, because the Bears missed the kick. And Dolphins made the field goal of their own. And they won the game. I hope Kenyon Drake prayed the hell to Jesus that night. Because he's got some angels with him. The fact they won that game after that fumble, missed field goal, Angels.
The Cardinals went to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. We both picked the Vikings. The Vikings were a heavy, heavy favorite. 11 and a half. Vikings won that one 27-17. Nothing to say on that except Adam Thielen. Um, MVP? Who's the MVP right now, would you guys say? I'm asking you like like I'm Dora. I can't hear y'all niggas. Who is the MVP right now? Adam Thielen? Gurley? Melvin Gordon been eaten? Who's MVP? Mahomes? I'd say it's a close race. Uh, the Colts went to the New York Jets. We both picked the Colts. The Jets were favored by one, and the Jets won this one 42-34. This was a shootout. Um, Colts played from behind all game. Uh, first play, I don't know if it was first play, but first drive. Um, the, this is the Colts' problem. The Colts can put up points. I'll tell you that, the Colts can put up points. And they would put up a lot more if the receivers didn't drop the ball. Every time I watch the Colts game or hear the Colts game, all their receivers are dropping passes. Something wrong in, in Indianapolis. They either don't got a jug machine, nobody practicing catching the ball, but the Colts can score. So after seeing what the Jags did with the Cowboys, I could be a little nervous for the Colts game because Andrew Luck, he ain't, he ain't shitty. He's throwing good balls. His receivers just ain't catching them. Carolina Panthers took on the Washington Redskins. Spread was even. Redskins won this one 23-17. These two teams are weird, man. Like, Redskins, you know, like, Redskins, you never know when the Redskins are going to win. You're just like, you know, Redskins are going to win. Mm. Panthers, too. Like, Panthers are going to win. Cam Newton, I mean, you got Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey. What's the defense? I don't know. Redskins, Panthers, this is, this is weird teams. Uh, the Bills went to Houston, take on Texans. Texans were... Why were the Texans favored by 11 here? That's what I want to know. The Bills beat the Titans, mind you, and they gave Texans the 11-point spread here. The Texans won by 7, 20-13, and Bills had them. Bills had the lead at one point. Bills had the Texans within range all game. This is where the Bills fucked up, I think. I mean, they fucked up, but they didn't fuck up. Josh Allen... Obviously, the rookie QB for the Bills. He got benched in this game for Nathan Peterman, the guy that threw that we notoriously remember or infamously remember his five interceptions thrown against the Chargers last year. He threw a touchdown pass when he came in, and this game was 13-13 at one point in the fourth quarter. And the Texans, you want to know how the Texans got that 20? How they moved the, the score from 13 to 20? Nathan Peterman threw a pick six. So... Thank you, Sean McDermott, for fucking that up and fucking our division up because now Jags, Titans, and Texans are all three and three. Jags got the Texans next. And if the Jags lose that game, Jag season's fucked. So I blame Sean McDermott. Should have just kept Josh Allen in. He would have recovered. Speaking of the Jags, man, I don't even have a lot to say about this game. The Jags went to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys won 40-7. to Oh, by the way, the last game, I picked the Bills dumbass and drew picked the texans for this one i picked the jags drew picked the cowboys i guess after we signed eric flowers he was like really pissed i don't think he played though jamal charles he he was the whole entire jags team looked incompetent unenthusiastic unmotivated downright garbage how 
how do you not let Patrick Mahomes throw a touchdown pass, but then you come out the next game, go to Dallas, a team who has not proved themselves worthy of anything offensively this season. Defensively, yes, pretty good. Offensively, Zeke isn't what he used to be. Dak Prescott had the one good season. We're out here letting him run on us, throw two TDs on us. Cole Beasley's making the fucking... We ran zone the entire game. There was a touchdown where the Jags rushed two men. Two men. Cole Beasley's wide open in the end zone, and you just see all the Jags players standing around. Guard somebody, nigga. What the hell? If you guys go watch the Jalen Ramsey interview afterwards, he just he said, I don't know, to every question. And I don't think that was him being salty about the loss. There was really no explanation for this game. There was zero, zero explanation for this game. Cowboys tweeted me that they were just as confused. And this goes back to me saying this NFL season makes no sense. Zero sense. How do we put up 31 on the Patriots and we can't put up 10 on the Cowboys? Blake Bortles, you, that's an easy answer. It, it's more than just Bortles because we've seen Bortles be good. He can't lose. He can't be the reason we lose all the games we lose. There's there's something deeper there than just Bortles. And I don't have a lot of experience with Cowboys fans because we don't play them a lot. But my God, the response I got from the video that I posted last week about being sleep on Dak and the Cowboys, they took that shit to heart. Like, obviously they don't know me because I roast the team every, every, every week that the Jags play. They get roasted by me. And I guess Cowboys fans just really, I don't know, they took that sleep to heart and they were roasting the fuck out of me on Instagram and Twitter. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. But, but be, from that response that I see on social media, if I had went to this game, I thought about going to this game. I looked at Dallas tickets at least five times over the past two months to go and I ultimately didn't go (laughs) but I can't say that if I would have went this would have been the score because we don't know that little butterfly effect for you but my god if I went there and I got hammered and this was the score that happened I would have probably been in a fight I may have gotten arrested or shot because it's an open carry state I believe and there's a reason for everything, and I'm glad I didn't go because when I get drunk and my team's losing, I'm pissed. When I'm drunk and my team's winning, I'm talking shit. I'm not all up in people's faces, but I'm talking shit just out loud. That's what you saw at the Patriots game. So this would have pissed me the hell off. If some Cowboys fans tried my ass at the game. So I'm glad I didn't go. Um, Jags, man, three and three. Wow. 
three and three. I d I don't know what to expect of us this season. Um playoffs not looking good, I'll tell you that. But let's just say Jags don't make the playoffs. I'm used to that. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with the playoffs yet. We made it for one year. First time in ten years we made the playoffs. I'm not comfortable yet. It was nice. This year's not looking good. It's not over yet, but it's not looking it's not looking good at all. And Cowboys fans, you guys aren't making the playoffs either either. So relax. Especially not in that <laughs> that conference. Uh the Rams, they went to Denver. It was snowing. The Rams won 23-20. We both picked the Rams. Rams stay undefeated. Um, when the Rams play the Chiefs, that's going to be a good game, much much like the the uh, Patriots Chiefs games was, which we'll get to in a little bit. Rams Chiefs. Since the Rams Rams don't have the greatest defense like we thought they were going to have, but that offense is nice. So we'll see what happens when they play the Chiefs. Uh, Ravens went to Nashville to take on the Titans, and the Ravens won twenty one zero twenty one zero. I'd be shocked, but the Jags held the Titans to nine. Three field goals. Ravens held them to zero. Zero points. Thank you, Ravens. God bless God bless Baltimore, all right? Uh, Drew and I both picked the Ravens. The Ravens had 11 sacks. Count it up. Count it up. I want to. I was going to try to do like a Saxonville with, with Baltimore and trying to combine sacks in Baltimore, but it don't work. It don't work. Just take your 11 sacks. No nickname. 11 sacks. Jesus Christ. I saw a random stat that ESPN Stats and Info tweeted because that's all they do. That's why they're called ESPN Stats and Info. Random, the most random stats you'll ever see. Don't recommend following it. You'll be like, what the fuck? Why did you Why did you post this? But the stat was for QBs who have been sacked 10 plus times with 10 or fewer completions since 1970. Why not? First of all, why 1970? Why not random ass year? And also, why why combine 10 or fewer com- completions with 10 plus sacks? Why is that the complementing stat to 10 sa- being sacked 10 times? 10 or fewer completions? Okay. 10 sacks is good. Why can't we just get a stat for 10 plus sacks? Why do we need 10 plus sacks and 10 or fewer completions? Obviously, if they're getting sacked all the time, they're not completing the ball because they're on the ground. Well, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, I guess I'll just tell you the other QBs who have had 10 or fewer completions and been sacked 10 plus times, even though nobody's going to know who these QBs are, unless you ask your dad or grandfather. So since 1970, it's been Marcus Mariota. And the last one was in 1987. Guido Merkins. In 1978, David Whitehurst. In 1975, Greg Landry. So no quarterback has been sacked 10 plus times with 10 or fewer completions since 1987. And I guess take that info and Tell someone randomly at a at the next game in Nashville. I don't know what you're gonna do with that info, but thank you, ESPN. 
The last game on this list, the Kansas City Chiefs went to Foxborough to take on the Pats. The Pats were favored by three, and they got this one right on the money. The Patriots won 43-40. to Game of the year so far, and if you missed it, I am so sorry. Offense all around. Gotta love when the NFL takes a page out of college football book. I love the shit. Mahomes, woo, forget the rest of the game. Let's talk about the ending. Mahomes threw a zinger to Tyreek Hill. After the Pats took, um, I think, a seven-point lead. Pats took a seven-point lead after they made a field goal. Three minutes left, I believe Patriots went up 40-33. to Chiefs get the ball. Andy Reid's like, all right, bet. Um, first play, Tyreek Hill, wide open. Catches it, turns, burns the defender, 80 yards, touchdown, extra point, tie game. There's like... Two minutes or some shit left. Tom Brady looks at the sideline, looks at Andy Reid. He's like, bet. Bet back, nigga. This is exactly where Tom Brady wants to be. Tom Brady drove down the field easy as fuck. I think it took like four or five plays to get in field goal range. Gronk on a long-ass touchdown. Gronk just has to put his hands out, and the ball's going to just lightly fall into his big-ass hands. It's ridiculous. And how you get burnt by Gronk is Gronk fast. He's got all the all that equipment on. He's burning people down the field. Goskowski's not going to miss. Goskowski's the new Vinatieri. Patriots won. And you, you can't give Tom Brady time. But Chiefs had no choice cuz they had to get a they had to get a touchdown. And they were down. So what are you, you going to do? You're going to run the clock out and score the touchdown and go to OT. That's not how you play. You just got to score and hope your defense makes a play so you can get the ball back. But they didn't because Chiefs defense is ass, yet the Jags lost to him. But we're not talking about the Jags, not a Jags podcast. I asked this on Twitter, not to be spiteful, but just because I was I was just asking a question. I said, would the Patriots have won if the game was in Arrowhead Stadium? And people said, worry about the Jags. They said Jags aren't going to the Super Bowl. Nigga, I didn't ask about the Jag. I just want to know, would the Patriots have won this game if it was in Arrowhead Field? Because, you know, that's a hostile territory to play in. Answer the damn question. Jesus Christ. Everybody is looking to roast. Everyone always on the defensive end first. Just answer the question. Why are you so offended? I ain't talking shit. I'm just asking would the Patriots have won an arrowhead. It was a good-ass game. And I want to know. Just like I got to ask you, would the Jaguars have beaten the Patriots if that game was in Foxborough? Probably not. Look at the look at the playoff game. Jesus Christ, man. Bunch of sensitive ass people on the internet. I don't know, that's never going to change either. It's it's upsetting. And then we got the Monday Night Football game. We got 49ers at Packers. Oh wait, I picked the Patriots and Drew picked the Chiefs. But the Monday Night Football game 49ers Packers. Packers are favored by 10 and a half. Yay, we both picked the Packers. Um Packers probably going to win it. If they don't, I just jinxed it. <laughs> but that is all the football from this week, and I hope you enjoyed my analysis without Drew. I don't even know how this sounds. I haven't listened to it yet. I know I'm breathing mad heavy probably. But, um, you know, this, this solo podcast shit, I'm just listening to myself talk. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens within the, within the next weeks. Next week, Jags got Texans. You might see me in Jacksonville if you're going to the game. Um, other than that, good luck to your teams because <laughs> I know mine are done. It's, it's looking, it's looking bad. So thank God NBA is coming up.
Hey, that, that was the smoothest way I could transition to NBA. Opening night is Tuesday. I'm hype. 76ers versus the Celtics is the first game. And then Thunder versus the Warriors for the ring ceremony. And I'll be sure to miss that, but I will watch the game. Uh, Kevin Durant and Westbrook, not really a storyline anymore. Westbrook has has been beat by Durant, obviously. The niggas on the goddamn Warriors. But NBA is back, so if you're tired of football, your team's ass, your 1-5 Raiders, your 0-6 Nebraska, NBA's coming back. Hockey has just started. It's MLB playoffs. There's other shit to watch. And um, please don't tweet me about the Spurs. I, I, know, I know the Spurs are injured. Don't tweet me if your team beats the Spurs. Uh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Um, at me when Spurs are back to full health, which they won't be all year. So just, just stay out of my mentions about the Spurs the entire NBA season. But you can come into my ass, I mean NBA mentions, about any other inquiries that you have. If you want my opinions, you want my takes, ask away. But please, don't roast or ask about the Spurs. We get it. Lastly, guys, in case you missed it, midterm elections are coming up in three weeks. This is not a political podcast, but, and this is not a sponsorship. I'm just uh, genuinely telling you guys that if you're not registered to vote, make sure you do so. Uh, Educate yourself on the candidates and vote. Uh, I received my ballot by mail last week, and I was looking at the sheet. And I don't know a lot of these niggas because like who who actually knows every single person on the ballot? My dad does because he's he's been in the he's been in the political region for God knows how long. But it's it's not it's normal to not know who's on the ballot, but it's not normal to not educate yourself on who you're voting for. Don't just bubble this. This is not a fucking scantron. You're bubbling in people who get together and talk about the laws that affect our daily lives. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that more because I used to not give a shit about politics or government or any of that. But now that we're in the social media world and we see it all over the place, we we're, we're literally living on social media and that's where we're getting all of our information. So when we see all this shit about Kanye and the white house, um, Trump and all this shit, if you are angry about something, if you don't like the way something's being ran in this country, then your voice is this ballot. And it's more important than ever. We're the generation that has to create the change for the future. And it starts right now. It starts in this midterm. Don't wait two more years, four more years. Vote now. It matters right now. I know as millennials, we like to pretend to be unaware of the real world events, but we see it every day. You can't ignore this shit. You go to the trends on on Twitter, and if it's a political issue, it's going to be one of the top trends on Twitter. It's important. We're all talking about it. Um, So, hey, just go out and vote. The White House is a reality show right now, and we need to restore it back to order. Um, That's my serious note for this episode. Um, we have the power guys. We have the power. This, the, uh, outro song should be, I've got the power, but I'm not trying to get a copyright strike. So 
fuck that. It's just going to be the normal outro song. Get out and vote. Thank you guys for listening. Drew will be back in the next episode for episode 99. And then after that, our 100th episode. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this solo podcast and hearing my voice. I should take this time to say something else. What else is on my mind? Um, relationships. I'm single. Um, I'm single. There's a girl I like, but it's, it's really not time for me to get in a relationship right now. I'm trying to, uh, figure my life out, figure out my next money moves, my next career moves. But, um, the, the hardest part about relationships is like, girls don't like to wait around girls. Girls love relationships for some reason. They just want to be in one. They, they want to be loved and shit. I ain't got time for that shit. I don't got time for that shit right now. I'm just, I, I enjoy the single life. There's girls that I, I'm attracted to, but there's like no one right now that I'm trying to be long-term with, I guess. But besides that, man, just keep listening to the podcast. Cause man, we're trying to, we're trying to make this thing grow and go vote, go register to vote, stay up, stop being sensitive and just enjoy your motherfucking lives. All right? Fuck. This has been Dunn and Drew, baby. Hope you're enjoying the cruise, Drew. You're going to listen to this when, when you're off, but I hope it was fun. I'll see you soon, my nigga. Peace, y'all.